Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me online at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. And I wanted to talk to you today about something that's been in the news recently, which is, at least among personal injury lawyers, is the Amtrak arbitration clause. So Amtrak had a big crash, and as a result, they had to pay, you know, a bunch of seriously injured people, people who are paralyzed, people who've lost their ability to make a living, $165 million, and as a result, what'd they do? Well, they changed their clauses on their tickets that's like buried in the fine print on the computer when you make a reservation, they change the clause to say that you have to go to arbitration. You can't go to court anymore. Um, And they're going to try and argue that, well, you agreed to this based on, you know, buying a ticket. Now, I think that's a bunch of hooey. For the most part, you know, you can try and fight your way out of it. But it raises the question about you know, are arbitrations a good idea? Are they a good place to be for a plaintiff? And the answer is uniformly no. The biggest strength or threat or negotiating power you have in a personal injury lawsuit is you against the big bad employer facing a jury of your peers when the employer's done something wrong. Now, does that mean every case should go to the jury? No. You got to have good facts. And when you have good facts and strong damages claims or or serious injuries, most of the time a jury will find your way. Most of the time those cases don't even go to court because you're going to get a settlement that's acceptable to you and your attorney. So what cases go to court? The ones that go to court are the weaker cases. But, but if you are kind of have your hands and feet tied and you're in an arbitration setting, what does that mean? That means that at the end of the day, you don't get to see a jury. You immediately upon filing your lawsuit get bumped into a set of private arbitrations or something like that. So you go through some discovery and you find out some stuff about the other side, this and that, and eventually you end up in front of an arbitrator who's a, you know, professional uh, former judge or professional lawyer who does these things. But, you know, you're never going to get a decision that's a million dollars or so from an arbitrator unless you have a case that, you know, was worth 10 million. So, you know, as lawyers, we hate these things, at least as plaintiff's lawyers, we hate these things. As defense lawyers or as the company, you love them because they basically reduce your risk of getting big verdicts against you. That's pretty much the rule. You know, the plaintiff is going to get some money usually, but it's going to pale in comparison to what they could get. And the plaintiff basically loses their negotiating power um, when the prospect of seeing a jury is taken away. The company, the large institution is less worried. So 
you know the the one the one context where most people run into these things is in the nursing home context and that's you know that's been the subject of a lot of litigation so when you put your mom for example into a nursing home you sign a ton of paperwork you give up the right to collect social security for her so on and so forth so that the nursing home can get paid and so your mom can be taken care of you know at a level that you just can't handle on your own so but one of the pieces of paper that's in the nursing home application packet or you know paperwork is a consent or an agreement to arbitrate so Let's say mom had a fall at home. She can't be at home anymore because it's her third fall. She's at the hospital recovering for surgery. She needs to go to a nursing home. A bed opens up at a great location that you're happy with and the doctors or the social workers are happy with. And boom, you know, you're getting ready to send mom there and that's going to be her next sort of home along the way. So you go there, you sign about 50 pieces of paper that all have to do with powers of attorney or finances. But slipped in there is one thing that's the agreement to arbitrate or consent to arbitrate. What's the, what should you do? Well, there has been a ton of litigation about these things. And the short answer is don't sign it. It is not a condition of your mother's acceptance to the nursing home. And conditioning acceptance based upon that refusal to sign or not you know, conditioning acceptance based upon an agreement to sign is currently considered illegal, uh, or it would void <clears throat> the you know any claim that you should arbitrate your case. So, how does this work out? So, basically, the short answer is don't sign the arbitration agreement. There's no requirement that you do so, even if you know you feel like maybe you should. There's absolutely no requirement that you do so, and the courts have repeatedly said the nursing homes are not allowed to condition acceptance based upon you accepting that form. So don't do it, okay? The way it plays out in court or in my world is someone, you know, falls and breaks their hip three times. You want to sue the nursing home for negligence. You know, you you make a pre-suit demand. They don't really respond to those usually in my experience. And then you go to court. You file your case in court, and they say, aha, we have this signed nursing home arbitration agreement, and therefore you can't go to a jury. You have to go to a private arbitration. Now, if you knowingly, willingly signed it, then that's on you, and you're going to be off in arbitration, and your case just, you know, got reduced in value. If you never signed it, then you get to go to a jury and the nursing home is not going to want to, you know, be revealed in front of the jury to have basically let your mom injure herself repeatedly despite the fact that there are a million ways to prevent hip fractures in nursing homes. So, look, it's the difference of, you know, 80% of the value of the case, 70% of the value of the case. So there's no reason to hurt yourself by signing those forms. If anyone pressures you to... You shouldn't do that. You can tell them that, you know, I, I looked into the case law and you're not supposed to uh, be doing that. So, but, you know, the more sophisticated nursing homes will put pressure on you to sign the arbitration agreement, especially when, like, maybe that's the only bed that's available. So, 
But in the Amtrak setting, you know, there's going to be litigation about that. Unfortunately, Amtrak, you know, recently has had more accidents than, you know, in, in my recent memory, you know, the past five years I've seen more Amtrak accidents than I ever remember. So I don't know if it's security's down, precautions are down, hiring is down, or tracks are getting old. I have no idea what the cause is. A lot of these are just drivers going too fast on tracks. But regardless, there's been a change in the law or a change in their agreement, and there's going to be a fair amount of fighting over it the next time there's a big Amtrak derailment. So anyway, that's enough for today. It's Ask Andy. Hope you have a great day. I hold people accountable. <laughs>